So I'm not really that religious, but uh, today's a Sunday. So for today's book of the day, I decided I would read the Bible, specifically Proverbs, you know, which is like the wisest book, the book of wisdom. And uh, one, one passage really stood out to me, Proverbs 7. It says, the borrower is the slave of the lender. And I had to think, you know, I just read in the United States, the average person owes something like $200,000, $250,000. They owe 15000 in credit cards. They owe uh, about one hundred twenty, hundred thirty thousand on their home. They owe uh, $30,000 on just cars. They owe 40000 or more on school loans. That's pretty crazy. And so, you know, there's all this kind of Occupy Wall Street and hate against capitalism and and maybe some of that is rightfully so. I think in general it doesn't make sense. It's it's not corporations that are the problem. Just remember, corporations in the world are owned by shareholders. And the 300 million people in America and people in the world, most of us are the shareholders. If you have a 401k, if you have an IRA, if you own mutual funds, you're invested in these corporations. So the corporations themselves are not necessarily quote-unquote evil, whether the banks are lending money at high interest rate. I I don't want to get into a political conversation because I think it's easy to make an argument on both sides. You can obviously argue how the structure is unfair and the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, but you can argue the other side too. There's more millionaires now than there's ever been in history. There's more quality of money than there's ever been. Read the stats. It's not what people say. So sure, the rich, the very rich are getting richer than the very poor, but the very poor are better off than they were 200 years ago. So like I said, you can argue the point of this conversation right now I'm having with you is not to be political. It's to say, remember the old saying, if you can't beat it, join it. So my suggestion to you is if you're in debt or even if you're not in debt, Become a lender because this principle of the lender has ruled over the borrower. That's been happening in before capitalism. That happened whether it be socialism, communism, Greek city-states. It doesn't matter. Any time in history, Native Americans, anybody who ever is the lender has an indebtedness. Some of this is a human cognitive bias, right? They call this the reciprocity bias. Native American Indians in the uh, upper northwest, like Washington, British Columbia, they used to do these big potlatches where they would go to war with each other by giving gifts and, and feasts and all this. And whoever gave the most gifts, the other person was indebted, so you kind of won. So this principle will probably never change, so you might as well go with it. You might as well not fight it. You might as well join it. So go out. Lend some money. You can do it this week. Lend $100. Lend $500. Lend $1,000. Don't lend more than you can afford to lose. I once lent a guy $38,000 in 2007. He was going to flip some homes and a year later going to give me back my money plus more money. And guess what? I've never seen a penny. You know, And it's not all his fault. There's no real hard feelings because in 2008, the housing market dropped and there's this huge recession. But I'll tell you what. I learned a big lesson. I'm more sophisticated now if somebody wants to borrow money from me than I was in 2007. Right? That's the trial and error. By lending money out, you will become more sophisticated with contracts. You'll learn how to drop a promissory note. You will learn how to negotiate. 
And negotiation is a powerful tool. It's negotiation will make guys like Rockefeller or Warren Buffett. That's what makes or breaks these people, the ability to negotiate. Uh, you will learn the ability, how to craft, you know, um, how to craft a situation where it's not expected to lose, right? So what I mean by that is you could just lend somebody a thousand bucks, but as you become more sophisticated, you'll go, does this person have the capacity to pay me back? If you see they're probably never going to pay you back more than 300 bucks, you'll learn how to read the scenario and just lend them 300 bucks. There's all kinds of lessons. You also learn how to deal with the conflict of people owing you money and not paying you back and how to come out with a win-win scenario there too. There's infinite things. Just like I tell people, you know, you want to learn about investing, take 100 bucks, go online on Ameritrade, start buying a little bit of stocks. Who cares if you lose money? Like I said, I lost $37,000 on that one loan, but the knowledge that I gained better than anything I could have learned in any school. I learned hard knocks. Now, don't lend more money than you can afford to lose. Don't listen to this and go, oh, Ty said I should you know, lend out my whole life savings. I'm not saying that. Expect to lose money. It's the same rule as going to Vegas. Do not lend money. I mean, do not uh, gamble money in Vegas unless you expect to lose it. If you happen to get it back in Vegas, that's like a bonus. It's the same with lending money out to people. The goal is to make you sophisticated. When I was in my, uh, about 10 years ago, I became a CFP, Certified Financial Planner. People are like, why'd you do that? You didn't really need it. I didn't need it as a business necessary, uh, you know, as like a degree or certification. I did it because I wanted to become more sophisticated with money. Remember, if you look at a pie chart of your life, the hours you will spend in life, most of your life will be spent working. And it boggles my mind. People work eight hours. Just think about it. You commute to and from work, average person, even if you're self-employed. Oftentimes, you go to your office. It's uh, one or two hours a day. You work six to eight hours. You take lunch. You know, you're basically your whole waking life, Monday through Friday, for the average person, is spent working for money. But yet, if you ask them one question about money, you can instantly tell that they're not sophisticated at all. I mean, to me, that's a nightmare, right? So you must become sophisticated. Lending money is one of the first steps in becoming sophisticated in your own brain. The second great thing about it is you will make the world a better place. I lived with the Amish when I was younger for two and a half years, and one awesome thing the Amish do is the older people lend money to the young people coming up at very low interest or even no interest so that they can buy a farm or start a business, right? You know, nowadays there's a big problem. If you want to start a business and you need capital, it's hard to get access to capital. Banks, maybe they'll give it to you or people try to put money on their credit card, uh, put, you know, startup money on their credit cards, but that's 18, 20, 30% interest rate. So you're going to make the world a better place. In fact, at the beginning, you can just lend money and don't even put an interest cycle on it or put a very low interest. The goal is not for you to become some money lender, some, you know, loan shark or banker, you know. In fact, what I'm talking about doing, you can only really do on a small scale because there's laws against you becoming a former, uh, a formal lender. So don't go out and open a, you know, a, a little storefront and start saying I'm lending money. To do that, you got to follow regulations, whatever country you live in. I'm just talking about informally lending money. The rules are 
don't lend to friends and family. That's not what I'm suggesting because there's always the chance when you're dealing with money and some of them pay back and there's hard feelings and you don't want to break up a happy home or happy friendship uh, over just, you know, 500 bucks, right? So that's the first rule. The second rule is um, don't lend more than you can afford to lose. The third rule is formally lend the money. So we've all given a hundred bucks out of our pocket to somebody who's like, Hey, I need money. And you're like, here you go. You don't learn anything from that. I want you to structure the deal as if it's a million dollar loan you're giving somebody because that you're going to use this as a practice run. So, you know, go down, go to some website like LegalZoom or Rocket Lawyer, download a promissory note, read the promissory note. John DeWar, one of my business partners, he taught me a long time ago, something that's obvious, but most people don't do it. Don't sign anything that you don't fully read. So if you're not in love with reading, you know, it's not fun to read a contract, take a week to read it. Take it home with you and read a paragraph a day. But read the whole promissory note so that you know what you're doing because that's going to teach you about getting in debt yourself or prevent you from being in debt. Make sure that you put a formal you know, loan repayment structure. You can go online. There's different, you know, loan kind of amortization schedules, repayment schedule calculators. You can put it in and ask them, you know, look them in the eye, have them sign a contract, say, I'd like you to pay this back on a certain schedule. Here's the schedule. Be formal about it. So even though you might only be lending 500 bucks or 300 bucks or a thousand bucks, do it formally. Okay. Because that's where the knowledge will come. All right, so remember, you're not going to be good at it at the beginning. Your first couple loans you do, you'll probably fail, okay? Welcome to the world. Remember, the average person cannot fail more than three times without giving up. You, If you want an above-average life, get used to a failure, embrace the failure. As the saying goes, a crisis is a, is a terrible thing to waste. So every time you're in a crisis because you lent somebody money, 500 bucks and they're not paying you back, use that as a leverage point. What did I learn from this situation? Like me, I learned lending someone $37,000 that doesn't have the capacity to pay you back, probably not the smartest thing. You'll learn also the more money you lend, the more you want some kind of collateral to know if things go bad that they can sell their car or something to pay you back. But right now, of course, that's not as important because you're loaning, you know, a hundred bucks or five hundred bucks. You're gonna make the world a better place by doing it at low interest or even no interest rates, and uh, you're gonna make the world a better place by you becoming more savvy. The world's not a great place when people are financially unsophisticated. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. This is my mentor tip of the day. So the question that I want you to answer on this page in the comments below is. What's the worst debt you've ever taken on? I have, a, I have a friend, went to college, came out of college, 80 grand in debt. I asked them, what do you remember from college? The answer, zero. Didn't remember anything. I'm like, man, that's the worst debt you, you could ever take on, a completely pointless one. So in the comment below, what's the worst debt you've ever gone into for the dumbest reason, for a car you didn't need, for, you know, a uh, diploma you didn't need, whatever it might be. There's nothing wrong with diploma. There's nothing wrong with a car, but you can mismatch it to your specific situation. This is the way out. If you can't join them, I mean, if you can't beat them, join them. It's been this way from the beginning of time, whether you're talking Native Americans, Greeks, capitalists, uh, socialists, communists, the lender has always been the master 
over the borrower. Time for you to become a master, all right? Talk to you soon. This has been my mentor tip book of the day, and uh, I hope it's been helpful for you.